And this is Righteous Ramblings, a podcast that's sponsored by Women Walking Anew under the umbrella of Walking Anew, a nonprofit organization. So mom says to me, you need to go and see your doctor. She said, you're on medication. You need someone to monitor you while you're on medication. Because I'm like, well, I need to go to the doctor. Brian. You know, Grady gave me everything I needed. What do you mean? She said, you need to go and have somebody monitor you. Somebody has to monitor you while you're on these medications. That was new to me, too. So now, from, from like right now, I have to go to the doctor every three months and get blood work done every three months while I'm on these medications. I'm trying to work my way off these medications. I've already cut my my cholesterol medicine in half, the dosage in half. I stopped eating meat on a regular basis. I eat fish, seafood now. And now that depends, though. If, my, if I come up to my sister's house and she just took some marinated wings out the smoker, I think I'm going to have me one. <laughs> but other than that, I don't buy meat and I don't cook it any longer. It's been since 2021, August. I started off doing a, a meat fast for 30 days. And then I just never went back to eating meat regularly. And when I went back to the doctor for my three-month blood work, my, uh, my cholesterol was down. So I was able to have my my medication uh, doses cut in half. So that's a W, that's a win. Now I'm working on these blood thinners and the uh, diabetes medicine. I'm working on all of it to see what I need to do. I need to exercise more, do a lot more walking than I do. I'm eating right, I'm eating better. So that's helping me out. The uh, blood pressure medicine is controlling my blood pressure. So my blood pressure is good now every time. My weight is okay. That was the other thing when I went back after when I after the stroke and taking all the medication, I lost about 20 pounds, girl. 20 pounds. That was good. But I had to go, nothing fit when I when I after the four months when it's time for me to return back to work, none of my clothes fit. I don't know. I don't know what medication that was that did that, but it slowly came back a little bit, little bit, little bit, little bit at a time. <laughs> That's fine though. Mom took me to my primary care physician, and that's when Mom was asking. She wanted to meet him and find out why we didn't know anything about the diabetes or the other uh, cholesterol. I don't remember a clear answer. I don't remember a clear answer as to why. None of these things were diagnosed previously. But uh, I think because I couldn't drive, so he did clear me to drive. He cleared me to drive. I was happy about that. Everybody wasn't happy about that, but I was happy about being cleared to drive because I couldn't drive. Now, my sister, my, my sister that came from Chicago, they said she was driving me and mama around because we had to go to the grocery store, you know, doctor's appointments. Me and mama, we were Ubering. We was Uber. It was Uber for me. And mama, that get expensive too, especially when you don't have an income. So we Uber for a minute. I think we Uber to the doctor that day. 
And so this is about, let me see, maybe like two months in, two months, mom had been there about two months. Maybe a month and a half, went to the doctor, yeah. About a month and a half, maybe, yeah. Yeah, about a month and a half, went to the doctor. Yeah, because went to the doctor, then he signed me up. My doctor signed me up for, um, I had to get signed up for the physical therapy and the speech therapy. That's what, yeah, he signed me up for that. And then he told me, then he did clean me to drive. He said, if you could drive, he feel like, hey, go ahead and drive. So I came back home that day and took the car around the parking lot of my complex. And I felt it felt okay. I didn't feel bad at all. They said driving us like riding a bike. Well, almost. Because even on the road, even now, I'm not as sure, you know, driving, changing lanes and stuff like I used to be. That's a deficit that I see the after effects of the stroke. I'm not as confident in the road as it once was because I was a speed runner. Lead foot. <laughs> not anymore. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's the stroke or the age. <laughs> it takes my nephews to tell me that I'm driving like an old lady now. I'm getting up there. Anyway, I contributed it to the stroke. It could be a little age too. I won't claim that. Anyway, so I was clear to drive. That felt better. It felt like I could get a little bit more control in my life because I felt out of control. felt like I didn't have anything I had any control over. And then uh, so I was able to drive myself. My mom left when I was clear to drive and I was okay. She left to go back home to California. She was clear to go back home. And then I was able to drive myself to my, my physical therapy appointments and my speech therapy appointments. Which was helpful, cause remember I didn't have no no money, no income, so the Uber was not gonna work. I had enough to put in the gas tank. And I believe my brother and my mom paid my rent for a couple of months. So I go take the physical therapy, which I didn't need me. I didn't need much physical therapy. I didn't have much uh, physical damage. My left side. Um, I wasn't paralyzed or anything, but I do have I do have a, a a little different set of my left side for my left hand. Not that I can't, I can move, I can do other things, pick up things, I can cook for myself, I can clean up, I can and you know, bathe and shower and all those things. Uh, what was interesting to me was the confusing part of. Uh, like small things, like making up my bed, you know, folding my blankets up, folding things was a little, it was it's strange to me. Still a little bit, I have to do it very slowly, you know, folding my sheets and my comforters and stuff up. It just takes a minute. I'm not quick and snappy, snappy, snappy like I was. Just, you know. Are you guys still with me? I'll be with me, listening to my journey. I hope maybe this helps someone. I don't know if any of you have ever been through anything like this or if anyone in your family has been through anything like this. I hope my story will be helpful to you. I really do. Because it was confusing. It was really confusing afterwards not to have your right brain 
back again. You know, I don't think like I used to. I'm still me on the inside. I'm still me, but I'm I'm a slower me, slower. Like I said, the multitasking is slower. Uh, what else can I tell you? So, oh yeah, so when it's almost time for me to go back to work, my job calls me and lays me off. Human resources call me and lays me off. That means I don't have what? I don't have any insurance. I have all these medications I have to purchase every month. I just, I don't have it. So now I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm going to do. I have medication right now. So because they laid me out, they, uh, I was able to claim unemployment. I think I collected unemployment for two weeks. Two weeks unemployment. I think that was enough for me to pay my rent. To match whatever else I had to pay my rent for the following month. And then right at two weeks, how about my job called me back? They called me back and brought me back on board. I was working at another property now. Mind you, the property management stuff. I didn't get to go back to my my previous property, but I was able to go back to and go to another property, which is really closer to where I live at. Which that worked out for me as far as driving. That was a blessing. That was a blessing. And then they actually started me back in my same start day so I can have my insurance again. I did that. Did I have to wait a minute? I think I had to pay a little extra money though. Because I missed a couple of paychecks. You know, take the insurance money out of your paychecks, out of your paychecks every pay period. I think I had to pay a little extra money, but I was able to get back on board, praise the Lord, for my insurance. Cause that Now, that's something I never had to worry about before if I didn't have a job. You know, you don't have a job, you go find another job. But now I need medication. I need to go to the doctor every three months to have my blood work done. I have to have my blood work done in order to get my prescriptions refilled. They will not refill my prescriptions if I do not go to see my doctor. How about that? So that's another thing I had to worry about now. Yeah, I have to stay employed and I have to stay insured in order to afford my medications. Now, so this is, I'm back at work. I was off of work for about four months. I'm back at work, I believe. So I'm back at work like April, May. Yeah, I'm gonna say I had the stroke. Well, I had the stroke in November, December, January, February, March. Yeah, I think March. I'm back at work. I was off of work. I was out of work for about four months. I'm back to work now. <laughs> I'm back to work. How about I get back to work? I cannot type <laughs> because of the deficit with my left hand or the deficit that happened with my stroke. I cannot type. I was never a very fast typer, but now I can barely type. I have to really concentrate. So at this time, I had um, I had acrylic nails on. So I took the nails off, thinking that was the issue. It was the nails. It wasn't me. <laughs> it was the nails. So anyway, I removed the nails, and I still cannot type like I used to. I'm still pecking right now, today. I can type a little bit. I've gotten better over the last four years, a little bit better. But I'm almost like at the beginning stage of typing again. The good thing is that I don't need to do a lot of typing. 
in the job field that I'm in. A, a few reports every now and then, but not a whole lot of typing. So I'm able to take my time and I can get by. But that was a little devastating to me. That was a little devastating to me. Um, not being able to type, you know, my speech impediment, you know, talking the way I talk. I'm already a fast talker. I hope you guys are understanding me now. Um, I'll find out when I hit this recording. <laughs> um, you know, speech impediment. So the thing now is that now that I'm I'm at work, I'm with new people. I'm not with the same people who knew me previously. So these people know me as the new Rashonda. They don't know the old Rashonda. They know the new Rashonda. They don't know the old Rashonda who can type faster, who can multitask, you know, who can do all the things she used to do. Moves a little slower. So now I'm the new Rashonda, which almost, if you think about God's blessing, he's such a gracious guy. He's such a good guy. That kind of spared me. You know, if you think about it, I get to start with new people who didn't know the old me, who was not expecting the old things from the old me. They just know the Rashonda that they see now. You know, that's what they have, which is a blessing to me if I think about it like that. Nobody's expecting me to do the old things I used to do. Just expect me to do my job. I can still do my job. I just do it a little bit slower, a little bit differently. You know. So yeah, that that was deep. That was really deep. And then I guess, you know, what I haven't done, what I think I may need to do is do a little bit of um. I need to seek a mental health professional. I have not even journeyed into that. After my previous journey, you know, from before to now, to deal with the way I am now. I haven't even thought about seeing a therapist, but I think, you know, speaking it out of my mouth, I think I might seek that now. Because I haven't, if I think about it, I'm just trying to press on. I'm just trying to survive. I'm just trying to keep it moving. You know, sometimes if you stop and think about what happened, you know, it might weigh you down. You just want to keep moving. That's what you want to do. You want to keep moving. You don't want to slow down. You don't want to stop. You want to keep moving. That's what I want to do. And praise God. And praise the Lord that I survived and that I don't have, I'm not paralyzed. I'm not a lot of things that could have been. I'm here. I'm blessed. I have my right mind. I have my physical health. I have my friends. I have my family. I have this Righteous Rambling podcast. Who knew, girl? Who knew? I am podcasting now. <laughs> How about that? Just podcasting now. That is something else. And I am really, I'm an introvert. I'm not an extrovert. So I am doing this for the first time by myself podcasting. And I'm just trying to share my story with our listeners, with our women walking the new listeners on this podcast. If you've listened to our previous podcast, you know, we've talked about uh, half disparities in the black and brown community. We've had several guests on about 
you know, our medical insurance, uh, you know, and also health advocates, you know, to advocate for yourself, which my mom came and advocated for me. My sister advocates for me, and I'm learning to advocate for myself. You know, now, um, you know, speaking with my doctors, you know, I see them, you know, learning to remember the things I need to ask, the questions I have, like this medication. When can I come up off of some of this? You know, I don't think you're supposed to be on medication. I hope I don't have to be on it forever. I'm trying to find a way out. The metformin. The um, the uh, cholesterol medicine, I'm sure I can beat that. And this blood thinner is what I need because, you know, when you're on blood thinners, when you go to the dentist or you're going to have any kind of procedures, you have to stop taking your blood thinners for at least seven days. I did. I had a dental uh, procedure done. I had uh, my teeth cleaned. And I had to take, you know, because of that, I had, you know, you know, all the questions that your doctor asked you or your dentist asked you when you go to the dentist, they ask you what types of medications are you on. I had to check those boxes now. I didn't, I didn't even think about those boxes. No, I'm not on that. I'm not. No, I'm not on anything. I have to look at the boxes and check some of those boxes now. That's very different for me. That is very, very different. That's something. And and it's it could be age, it could be you know the results of the stroke. You know, I have to go and get uh, I have to get scans. You know, my brain scan, head scan, you know, my body scan. I have to do those things every so often now. It's like you have to wait and wait and wait for the results. My when I did go to the uh oh, my primary care physician passed. <laughs> Let me tell you how I found out about that. It was time for me to get my prescriptions refilled. It's time for me. That's when I found out I had to go to see the physician every three months to get my prescriptions refilled. I was calling my doctor to make an appointment. This back in 2000, was in 19, that's talking November 2008, 2019. I say about March, about May. It's time for me to get a refill of my prescriptions. I'm calling my doctor's office. There's no answer. There's no nothing. I can't get in touch with him. I can't get in touch with him. So I'm thinking that's strange. So I Google him. I Google the doctor's office. I Google my doctor. Why, when I Google the doctor, his obituary came up? Really? My physician passed. He passed of a heart attack. The doctor who didn't tell me that I had high blood pressure needed medication. The doctor who didn't tell me that I was pre-diabetic or high cholesterol. The doctor who didn't tell me none of these things. He passed of a heart attack. And also, so what I did was I called the um I ended up calling the the what the the, uh, the office where I get my mammograms, which is, was down the hall from my primary care physician in the same building, and they are the ones who told me about what happened to him, and that they were referring you know his patients to this other physician, which I have a new physician now. I had a new physician then, 
So this new physician, he sent me to go to the neurologist and the cardiologist, which my primary care didn't after I had my stroke. He didn't send me up for none of that. He sent me up for the for the physical therapy and the speech therapy. Didn't send me to no neurologist or cardiologist. So the new doctor did the, the, my new doctor's old school, old school, old school, old school. He's an older physician, but he's old school. He immediately sent me to see the neurologist and immediately sent me to see the cardiologist. So how about the medication I got prescribed at the hospital for my blood pressure was still not really regulating my blood pressure. Every time I went to the doctor, my blood pressure was still a little high. So by the time I go see my neurologist, my neurologist had me do some scans too. He's the one who prescribed me the, the high blood pressure medication I'm on now that finally regulated me regulated my blood pressure. So my neurologist did that. But now it's time for me to go to see the cardiologist again and probably get another scan in my arteries. It's almost time for that. You have to do that again every so often. I'm trying to get off these blood thinners. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to get off all of it. So I'm trying to see what I need to do to get off all of this medication as uh, much, much as I can. So I'm watching my salt intake and watching my uh, my fat intake, the cholesterol. I want to clog my artery. <laughs> so make sure I don't clog anymore. Praise the Lord. So yeah, I've been dealing with that for the last four years. Now, I'm doing pretty well with my job. Uh, my sister started this uh, nonprofit that we're working with. I'm a volunteer. And now we're doing the podcast. And uh, it's, things are looking up and being pretty excited. I'm excited to be here. I'm so, I'm excited to have survived. I just don't know. Uh, I don't know anybody who's had a stroke and, and survived. I really don't. And it seemed like after I had my stroke, it was it was a couple of other celebrities that had strokes. I think John Singleton had a stroke. He didn't survive. Somebody else had a stroke right, at, right during my time. It just made me, you know, think about and reflect, you know, how blessed I was. It was John Singleton. It was some. It was someone else that was very well known that had stroke too. I can't remember if that's about it, but I remember it was during that time and that I am very blessed, and I give God all the glory. Yes, I do. I give God all the glory. I'm grateful to be here. I'm grateful for you, my listeners, our listeners. Um, I hope this uh, I hope this session helps someone. I mean, if uh, you have any questions that I can answer, you can go to our website at walkinthenew.org and select uh, the email. You can email us a question. We'll get right back to you. I hope this helps someone.
Okay, I'm going to say ta-ta for now. Until the next time. Talk with you later. Mm-hmm.